All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Yellow Ball. <laughs> pick the video. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I have to pick one. I'm picking Monica Abbott because why wouldn't I? Okay. 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 That's gas, bro. If, if you blink, you literally miss the pitch going. Yeah, that's gas. If you blink, that there's maybe ten years ago, I could touch that. Maybe in my dreams, I could touch that. That I, I mean, like I, I'm saying, if she's just throwing a fastball, if she's just throwing a fastball. I, I'm confident that even right now I could probably touch it. Ten years ago, I could square it up. But if she's throwing a rise ball and a curveball and a screwball and a anything jump, like, that I'm, moves, <laughs> yeah, no chance, not a shot, Mm-mm. not a shot. That's just, just. First of all, I would like to point out I met her when I was ten, right? Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm five two. What a you good told thing. me this story. <laughs> yeah, and she's what six four or something. I don't know. I, I go to get the autograph. She's taller than me. Yeah, I go to get the autograph. Been been to where she can sign my shirt that I have on, and she's like down on her knees signing this shirt because I was so short. Mom was like, "What? <laughs> Why are you doing that?" <laughs> I'm thinking, mom. <laughs> like, Embarrassing. Oh, just little old Ashley trying to be nice, <laughs> make a little yeah. tabletop for Monica Abbott. <laughs> it's like a little kids' table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, um, she really sauced that pitch up. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sound effects. That's all I got for you. <laughs> I can't. I can't talk. Oh, it was just fuzz. It was just absolute fuzz. Just gas, Cajun fastball by you. You ain't heard funny. that before. No, that's a good one. I haven't heard that. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, just a good old Cajun fastball from down in the bayou, boy. I mean, literally, if you blink while you watch the video, it's here. Yeah, catcher's mitt. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got. <laughs> I, your eyelids better be glued to the top <laughs> if you're hitting against her. All right. Welcome back to Yellow Ball, episode six. We're diving into the good old Pac 12. That's and... hardly there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Won't be diving into it next year. Right. The Big Ten will get interesting, though. I'll be interesting. As will the Big 12. And the SEC. Well, yeah, but I mean, not because of the Pac-12 closing down. Well, true. I see. I see. Would have been pretty strange. UCLA and the SEC. <laughs> I mean, it's strange anyway, but. Let's travel cross country. Yeah. Anyway, so last year UCLA finishes the regular season at the top of the Pac-12. Washington finishes second. Utah finishes third. And then Lolo Utah goes into the Pac-12 conference tournament and – Upsets UCLA to win their first conference tournament title ever. That was a great year to be. Yeah, it was a great year to be a Ute, that's for sure. Bad year to be a Bruin. Yeah. Well, not a bad year. Bad. Yeah. uh, I mean, when when you go, was it where did they go? Fifty two and seven or something like that. Yeah. And you don't make it out of your regional. 
I feel like it's fair to say that that was a bad year. I feel like that's fair to say. Oh, that's but, rough. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, somebody's got to lose. Just so happened to have been UCLA. So happened to have been the most dominant team in the Pac-12 the whole season, but it's fine. One of the most successful teams in college softball history. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> so UCLA finishes the year batting 336 as a team, which is really freaking good. They hit 66 home runs. I Offensively, they just did really well. I mean, when you win 52 games, like, obviously, right? Yeah, you're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, defense was pretty <clears throat> solid. Not, not the best that we've seen so far, but better than most of the other teams we've talked about already in other conferences. Pitching was really good, obviously, with Megan Faramo and Brooke Yanez. Um, like really, really good. Her team ARA was a one six nine, held opponents to a one eighty nine batting average. I really couldn't ask for your pitching staff to do much more. Not during just the regular season. Hang on a little anymore. longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to say like they got tired or anything, like or were like battling through an injury or something like that. Like you don't battle through an injury and put up a one four two ERA and post a twenty nine and three record or a one nine nine ERA and a sixteen and three record. Like you don't there's no injury there. That's that's you being you. That's <clears throat> Man, yeah, I don't. I mean, their offense kind of just like stopped producing there yeah. at the end, too. It was like everybody just checked out. Yeah, I mean, they still put up like in regionals. I can't remember as far as the tournament goes, but in regionals, they put up like a three spot and a four spot. It just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Running the two hot teams with Jesus on their side. Liberty Liberty. <laughs> and Grand Canyon. <laughs> the the apparent fake online school. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Some could say the same thing about Southern New Hampshire University. They might think that one's also just an online school. It very well could be. I have no idea, but they be putting out commercials just like Grand Canyon does. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately for UCLA, they lose both Megan Faramo and Brooke Yanez. One two um, punch out. Yeah. Just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to replace them. They don't really have any pitchers. Returning, they have Taylor Tinsley returning, but she only threw 57 innings last year. So, and I mean, they went out and got a pitcher in the transfer portal, but I mean, she did, she did really well. Jada Cecil from <clears throat> UC San Diego, uh, was 31 and 15 during her career there. With a one nine two ERA and had a bunch of strikeouts. A bunch of strikeouts. Yeah, with a little amount of walks. Yeah. So I mean, maybe she, you know, comes in and she just puts the team on her back. But when you're talking about When you're talking about replacing two really phenomenal pitchers with just one, like I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know how I feel about it. They have a freshman. I don't know if it's going to do the trick. Yeah. They have a freshman coming in in Caitlin Terry, who is two two times Caitlin Terry won Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year back in 2021 and in 2023. And Mm -hmm. she was 62 and nine during her high school career in the circle with a 0.53 ERA. This girl struck out over 1,200 batters in 511 and a third innings. That's insane. Yeah, I think when I was looking at uh, UCLA's incoming freshman and I came across Caitlin Terry, I think when I saw her stats, I was just so baffled at the numbers because I I didn't write any of them down. Instead, I put impressive stats just <laughs> to cover the general idea. Just cover all bases. That this girl's really good. She's, she's just good. That That's all you need to know. She's just good. You don't need to hear her stats or anything. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to prove my point. I just need. To, I'm just going to tell you she's good. <laughs> just trust it. Yeah. Now if she gets to college and she's not good, I didn't. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she also hit 626 with 53 home runs and a 757 on base percentage through her high school career. So she's good in the circle and at the plate, and not just good. Like she's the real deal. She's got really <laughs> impressive stats. Do you think she's do you think she's the West Coast Valerie Cagle? Oh, I was thinking it in my head. I was thinking <laughs> it in my head and I didn't want to say it cuz then I'm oh. like that would be really cool though. It would. Yeah, be. one on the It'll East be. Coast, one on the West Coast. Yeah. Nothing that in would the middle. Give Valerie Cagle a run for her money for USA Softball Player of the Year. Yeah. That would be And I I think that they might plan to play her both ways as of, you know, depending on how she does to start. But when I are you I, sure? Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. Are you sure? Because when but, we were talking about Ashton Danley for Florida okay. State, you wanted to pigeonhole her as a PO. Okay. Well, there's, there's a little bit of support behind this thought this time. The last time there was just, bubbles in my head there was no thought you just, just you didn't have the numbers out. you didn't have the numbers that's what it was whatever people people go back and listen to the episode what was the episode three i think that was where we talked about the acc perhaps i'm not sure i think that was episode track. three go go back and listen to that episode where ashley decides that ashton danley incoming freshman from florida state who was phenomenal in the circle during her high school career and also batted over 600 for her entire high school career and hit like 30 home runs. Go back and listen to Ashley talk about Ms. Danley. Oh, I think she's just, she's probably just going to be a PO just like every other pitcher who comes in. Okay. It's just some schools don't have a reputation for having pitchers that are two-way players. They have POs. Florida State's one of them. And UCLA, on the other hand, has a reputation for having two-way players. Which is why I think that Caitlin Terry might find her way on both sides of the ball. Florida State literally just graduated a girl who was a two-way player. Who? I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. That's what I'd say, too. Let me go back and look at my notes. And I will prove to you. It was Mac Leonard. That's who it was. Mac Leonard. Mm. Yeah, what do you guys say about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. That's for sure. <laughs> well, anyway, to go with this uh this incoming transfer pitcher and this freshman pitcher, UCLA returns a decent amount throughout their lineup. Uh, first off, they got Jordan Woolery, who's coming back after having a pretty, pretty nice offensive year. We're going 390 or batting 390 with 10 home runs, 46 ribbies, getting on base almost half the time. What? What's funny about Rib- that? The ribbies just threw me off. What? That's what they're called. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're a loser. 
whatever. I was rolling. I was rolling. I know. 46 rubies. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was her stats. She did really good. First base, third base for him last year. I expect to see her do much more of the same this year. Got Maya Brady at shortstop. She batted almost 450. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wild. And that is why she was named the Pac-12 batting champion. I mean, yeah, four four forty eight, along with eighteen home runs, fifty nine RBIs, and sixty three stolen bases, and Miss Brady. <coughs> oh, excuse me, she did get on base over half of the time. Yeah, what was it like five fifteen or something? Yeah, she she ended the year with a five fifteen on base percentage, just. Just crazy, man. Just really, really good. Strong, strong numbers. Yeah. I, w- I wish I was smarter to come up with like some better, some better words to describe Maya Brady aside from really, really good. I sound like a, like a middle school kid. I read at a sixth grade level, I guess. Vocabulary <laughs> is slim. Yeah. Slim pickings on the vernacular over here. On the who? The vernacular. How many stolen bases did you say she had? Maya Brady? Yeah. I don't have her stolen bases now. Okay, because you said you said 63 stolen bases. Did I? Yeah, but you meant run scored, right? Yes. Man, you said 63 stolen bases, and I was like, there is no way I typed that wrong. <laughs> There's no way I overlooked 63 stolen bases. That would be – that's Lightning McQueen right there. Like, that's, that's, good job. Good job. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I, I must have misspoke. Yeah, 59 RBIs and 63 runs scored. My bad. That makes more sense. <laughs> you should, why didn't you say something when I first said it? Because I didn't want to say anything, and then you'd be right. And I was like, maybe I just mistyped and put run scored on accident. I don't know. Oh, no way, bro. No way. <laughs> that would be oh, all-time record right there. Oh, no doubter. Man. It would be no wonder why she had a 515 on base percentage if that was the case. She stole first Jeez. base. Just 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 dink it. Dink. Zoom. Fast like the flash. So one's a run one five to home to first. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, oh. that would be. She actually though though. She actually did have, I think, some stolen bases, but not. Not 63. Whoopsies. Just got so excited. (laughs) All right. And if we want to move on from Maya Brady and how (laughs) awesome she was, we got Megan Grant, who flip-flopped with Jordan Wollery at third base and first base. Batted 333 on the year, hit 15 bombs. Also responsible for a bunch of RBIs, also known as ribbies. High on base percentage. Just, I mean, can't ask for much more from your your hot corner athletes. Putting up really good, really good numbers at the plate. Were they and both then, freshmen? Ooh, I don't know. I know Jordan Woolery was because she was freshman of the year. Well, why didn't Megan you say Grant that? Was also we were... a freshman. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you say that when we were talking about her? What? Say that she was freshman of the year? Yeah. Well, because I'd already interrupted your whole ribby run. And then I got distracted by, I don't know. I don't know. I was just listening. You want to rewind? Jordan (laughs) Woolery, also freshman of the year. Throw that in there. Yeah, she was a Pac-12 freshman of the year. No biggie. Did you Jeez. know that Maya Brady was the Pac-12 player of the year? 
You said it, not me. And the batting champion? Fell short for the USA Collegiate Softball Player of the Year, though. You know why? Because Valerie Cable uh... snatched it right up. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Who else, I should say? I mean, they have a couple of other returners in Janelle Mayonio, Charlize Palacios, and Savannah Polo. Um, Palacios had another uh, a, a really good year as well, similar to Megan Grant. Um, well, in in average, closer to Megan Grant, three eleven, and then but put up ten home runs just like Jordan Woolery did. So. I mean, I expect UCLA to continue to have success. and I expect UCLA to do much better in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> last year, I don't want to say it was a fluke because, I mean. Word right like out you- of my brain. Utah was was really good. They deserved everything they got. And I mean Washington was really good. Oregon was really good. But yeah, I mean UCLA goes into the postseason and they just they just craft the bed. I mean if we're if we're gonna be blunt, like I could use some other expletives to say that, but that's what they did. They just craft a bit. And I don't Granted, they they did face a really good Liberty and a really good GCU team, but I mean it's it's hard to beat Jesus anyway. But it's gonna say Jesus one and Jesus two. No, there's only one Jesus. That's right. But but yeah, I mean they they should be frustrated with the with their postseason performance from a season ago and i mean they should expect a lot more out of them out of themselves come out with a chip on their shoulder yeah um yeah i mean i don't i don't really have much else to say about ucla they like you said they should come out with a chip on their shoulder and they should they should expect to beat people into the ground and not take their foot off the gas Yep. <clears throat> we'll just All have right. to watch, wait, and see. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. As far as Washington goes, remember they finished second in the postseason, or not the postseason, in the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah. 44 and 15 on the year. 16 and 8 in conference. Not That's pretty good. The best stats that we've seen as a team yeah i mean they're not bad Mm-mm, not bad at all they're they're much more comparable to some big 10 teams yeah a little a little bit better in the offensive category yeah i think the era is where they were struggling <laughs> two five team era and you're yeah you're competing with UCLA who had a less than two ERA. So. Yeah. I mean, I, before we go further with Washington, I do want to point this out though. UCLA by, by any, anybody else's standards scored a lot of runs. But when you compare them to Oklahoma and Florida state, (laughs) Oh, it doesn't count. They're not really. Yeah. Like, they scored as many runs. I think four less runs than Texas. And Texas was really good. And they were right there around Clemson and Duke. Like, UCLA are a really good team, but you put them up against Oklahoma. Ain't happening. At least not last year. Probably not this year either. Probably not for a couple of years. Um. But yeah, as a, as a team, like their their offensive numbers 
Washington. Washington's offensive numbers not not anything crazy. Um, solid, pretty good. <laughs> My concern for Washington, though they return a, a you know good players, obviously, and they lose good players, but. My concern is offensively, which, like we just said, is better numbers than what their pitching numbers were as compared to other teams. They're losing their top four hitters because all four of their hitters were fifth years. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of sitting the same boat as Northwestern. Yeah. A Big Ten team who they resemble very closely. Same color. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say. Same colors. Even except for the gold. Yeah, purple. But yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty similar colors. Pretty similar all the way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, they lose Kelly Lynch, Bailey Klingler. <laughs> yeah, they lose those two, <clears throat> and. Bailey Klinger was not offensively was very, very productive for them. A 385 batting average and a 484 on base percentage. So, I mean, that she was one of obviously one of the top four that they're losing. And I don't recall anybody else really having, I could be wrong, but I don't recall anybody else having almost a 500 on base percentage. I think there were maybe one or two others that had above 400. But, I mean, not to mention, too, she was also really good defensively. Yeah. I, you're talking about Bailey Klingler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sammy Reynolds had above 400. But, yeah, not, not 484 like Bailey Klingler. Um, the good news is they returned their, their one and two in the circle. They returned Ruby Malin and Lindsay Lopez. They both put up good records. Their ERAs just don't almost don't align with their good records. I feel like, like Ruby, yeah, not- Ruby Malin had an 18 and seven record. 2.14 ERA, which isn't – it's like we said before, ideally you want lower than a two. But I mean, yeah, she I still mean, got the job done in the circle. When you're talking about a Pac-12 team, like <laughs> it's kind of – it's just surprising to see that you had a one and two with – over two and Lindsay Lopez over three and see that they finished number two in, in the conference. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's, I say it's surprising, but when you go and you look at Utah, like Utah's sitting in the same boat, Utah just, was a much Clutched better <laughs> well they were a much better offensive team than yeah than Washington was yeah. so but I mean I don't know Washington they add Alyssa Papelka is that how you say her last name Could anyway be. she's a grad grad transfer from Texas um to try to make up for some of that lost <laughs> the lost offense in those uh graduating fifth years. She's a career 361 hitter with uh 422 on base percentage and 44 stolen bases. Yeah, she's got the speed and she's she's pretty pretty uh good Defensive outfielder, defensive outfielder. Obviously, the outfield's on defense, but you know what I'm trying to say. I think she definitely helps out with the loss that they're suffering from from their fifth years. 
offensively for sure. And then they bring in yeah. two other transfers too, one of which I think has to almost compete for uh, – you're obviously competing every day at practice for a spot, but I think she's going to have to work hard. It's a it's transfer, a JUCO transfer from Belle, Bellevue College, um, Haley Winkler. And I think offensively there's two other catchers, two junior catchers at Washington – I think if she's going to get playing time, she's got to be able to bring a stronger bat because their catchers last year weren't worrisome. And what is, is their offense coming into this year. So if she can't put up batting numbers, then. Yeah, but two with catchers, like they have to be able to handle the staff. Yeah. Can't have a. Catcher that and, can't. Yeah, and I mean, if if she's you know butchering the strike zone and you know just <laughs> just bouncing balls off her mitt, and not able to block balls in the dirt, it's not going to matter what she can do at the plate. I mean, it will. Yeah. Like she'll just she she would just transition into a DP more than likely. But I don't necessarily feel like that's going to happen because she was a Gold Glove winner. Right. I don't. I doubt it. I mean, you don't win a gold glove because you got lucky. Yeah, and you don't have a 1,000 fielding percentage because you got lucky. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I I wasn't saying all of that to say that, like, there's a chance she doesn't do well behind the plate. I was just saying – you can't just rely on offense and then throw a yeah, pitcher back there that, that can't get the job done. Right. Like, if that was the case, if your catchers were terrible, you would just throw, you know, your, <clears throat> your DPUs and infielder back behind the plate. Right. Are you okay? Uh, I don't know. I got like this tickle in my throat that like won't go away. And I think it's because we haven't recorded in a little while. So like every time, like I said, I talked for as long as I could earlier with UCLA. And like that little bit of talking has just like, and I kind of got like some little like sinus or head thing this past week, and maybe you should call out of work tomorrow. Yeah, I can't because I got to call out on Friday. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Whack. Sorry about it. You're not coming tomorrow. Yeah, I have appointments. That I've already had to reschedule, and I ain't doing it again. Okay, well, I mean, you can't be mad at me because... Yeah, but Friday's way better than a Monday. Well, yeah, of course. Anyway, so Washington also brings in four freshmen. Were you done with transfers? Yeah, I was done. Done with transfers. Okay. All right, just making sure. They bring in four freshmen. I mean, I don't. They got one pitcher, a catcher utility, another utility, and an infielder. Um, I mean, I don't really see any of them getting a lot of significant playing time. No. Right off the bat. I mean, they could because, like we've already mentioned, Washington lost a lot of key pieces, but I don't know. I mean, I just don't, I just don't see these freshmen playing a bunch this year. I agree. I move on into Utah. Utah, like we said a little bit ago, they had a better offensive team than Washington, so not really a surprise that they were able to outlast Washington in the conference tournament and eventually 
take the crown from UCLA. They batted 327 on the year as a team. Uh, they stole almost 100 bases as a team. That's pretty good. Yeah. Beat. But team OBP is 385. That's not, that's not very good. Not not when you compare it to their batting average. That was already 327. Yeah. That means they're pretty much hitting the ball <laughs> or not getting or on. not hitting the ball or not. Kind of like the I, you know, I mean technically, kind of like the, the game of softball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant it as like they're not getting a lot of walks or hit by pitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did walk 127 times, but that's not that's not a lot in the grand scheme of a year. Yeah. Right. And in a full season. Most teams, most really good teams, you're talking about a 200 plus walk team. So. But. But yeah. They're. Uh, with their defense fielding percentage, 964. And they're pitching team ERA 286. <laughs> it is no surprise that when they got to the College World Series, kind of didn't perform as well as they were wanting to. Yeah, lost that hot streak they had when they when they rode into Oklahoma City. Um Major key loss, Alessa Bonstrom, who dropped 11 tanks for him last year. Stole some bags, 12. Had a 460 OBP. Hey, she had 15 hit by average. pitches. Team first, baby. Team first. <laughs> Selfless. Sacrifice the body. Get on base. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, they lost their number two pitcher in Sydney Sanders too, but definitely Alyssa Bonstrom is a is a a tough loss in the in the heart of that lineup. Um, but good news for Utah is they return <laughs> pretty much their entire lineup. <clears throat> they got their ace Mariah Lopez coming back again, pitching not strong suit, but. And you're talking about a girl who put up a 23 and 7 record with a 223 ERA and threw almost 200 innings for you last year. So, and the experience helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this, having Mariah Lopez come back is definitely a plus for Utah. Now, for them to get over the hump and be a little bit better. Their transfer, Racy Miranda, who is a pitcher from Cal State Florida, she's going to have to do better than she did at Cal State Florida. For sure. For sure. Three three ERA ain't ain't cutting it. No. No. It is not. Um, but outside of the circle, you got Haley Denning, one of their outfielders who returns, batted 389 last year and swiped 33 bags. Uh, on base percentage was not super impressive, but when she got on base, she was getting herself in a scoring position. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Let's see. I have Aaliyah. Bellarde. Yep. Yeah, second baseman last year. Yeah, three ninety three batting on? average, four fifty two on base percentage. Um, sixteen for sixteen in stolen bases. So just between Haley Denning and Aaliyah Bellarde, that's forty nine, almost fifty bags, just on the two of them. And you said they had a hundred stolen bases, right? 99. Yeah. So two of their players 
account for half, half, half of, of their team's stolen bases. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's super impressive. And their third baseman, Julia Jimenez, also is coming back about a 343 last year and dropped 10 home runs. Um, and then their shortstop, Carly Davidson, is coming back. They're another, and then there are two other outfielders. So Sophie Jaquez, or yeah, I think it's Jaquez, and then Shelby Ortiz, they're all coming back too. Um, so, I mean, you got to feel good if you're a youth going into this season, knowing that your lineup from last year is going to be the same this year. Yeah. Like you might have one or two, maybe a third kind of switch in and out and platoon at some positions, but like your catcher, your catcher is not probably not going to catch every single game. Um, she does. But, Bless her knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better grab some ice. Yeah. Ice and ibuprofen. Rest. Ice. <laughs> Compression. Elevate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, got to feel good if you're you, knowing that you got the same girl in the circle, and then one through nine pretty much is going to be the exact same as it was last year, so. Yeah. All right. So other notable players. Who do you have for other notable players? Let's not let's not mention the obvious one right now. Okay. Unless just we'll save that one for last. Okay. Because if because if not, we're gonna go on a rant and you know we that are. rant's already been done. <laughs> It has, but it's going to happen again because how can you not? Yeah. Well, since we're not doing uh, mentioning her first, I'm going to roll with the Stanford pitcher, Najri Kennedy. I mean, phenomenal. How can you not mention her? 0.57 ERA on the year. Yeah. And not just like 0.57, I threw 22 innings. <laughs> no, no, through 135. <laughs> Yeah, like freak. Yeah, freak. I mean, put up whack numbers. 218 strikeouts, 21 walks. And held her opponents to a .137 batting average. Like, you're you're not likely to hit off of her. Could you imagine <laughs> if she was at Oklahoma? Oh, my God. No, it'd be, that would be so... No, Not Oklahoma fair. should just be playing freaking Oklahoma professional. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma should play Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah, in a league all by itself. Red and white scrimmage every weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean 0. .57 ERA, 218 strikeouts. Like Unreal. I mean, you, you, yeah, it's, un, it's, it's unreal. Um, her, her number of innings pitch surprises me a little bit because it's so low. But then when you think about she's not giving up a run anytime she pitches and she's striking out almost twice as many innings as she's thrown, like, of course she hasn't thrown that many innings. <laughs> She's There's just no need. Yeah, she's just blowing it by everybody. And mind you, yeah. Stanford didn't Stanford didn't have the offensive production that you Utah know, UCLA, and UCLA yeah, did. Utah, yeah. Like Stanford's <laughs> Stanford wasn't able to get a whole bunch of runs across throughout the year prior to postseason play when they just really got hot at the right time. Like obviously they were still really good, but yeah. They like when you compare them to every other team in the Pac-12 where teams like Texas and Oklahoma State um or Clemson and Duke or you know the 47 SEC teams that got into the tournament. 
like Sanford was kind of at the bottom of the group of not group of five of the the power five teams as far as being able to score runs with everybody else. But when you have a pitcher in the circle who says, hey, just give me one. Just give me one. I got just, it. Don't worry about it. Just give me one. Just give me one and we'll, we'll get there. Like. That's. Not to mention, to just, just to tack on to her um, stat line, she also was a NFCA national freshman, freshman of the year. Not junior, not senior, not fifth year, freshman, rookie season, less than a one ERA. No big deal. Yeah. That's and, hoping she and, follows up with another really good year. Yeah. I mean it, it makes a lot of sense now why Deanna Jennings didn't didn't win that award because because she had to go up against Najra Gandhi. Yeah. Tough competition. Um, <clears throat> okay, we got Stevie Hansen, Oregon's ace. She posted a twenty and seven record last year. <laughs> um, not super awesome as far as like the ERA is concerned. You know, you go from a point five seven ERA in Kennedy to Stevie Hansen, who posted a two six three ERA. Um, but I mean. You put up 20 wins for your team. Like, just, you know, somebody to keep an eye on for Oregon is if she can figure out how to lower that ERA a little bit, I wouldn't be surprised to see Oregon, you know, finishing the top one, two, or three. I'm back up. They used to be a team that finished in the top one, two, and three in the Pac-12. And they kind of just fell off a little bit. Not far. I think they finished like fifth this past season, but yeah, and I mean they're still they're still having a go up against Arkansas and regionals yeah. every year and <laughs> having a super fun time with that matchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean the last two years they're one and one against Arkansas. So what are the odds uh, they get Arkansas again? I I would say the odds are probably pretty good. I would say the NCAA is just like let's just let's just put Oregon and Arkansas against each other every year from here on out. I feel like the odds may ever be in their favor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got Cal's Tatum and Zaldo. I batted three eighty three last year with five home runs, had a four sixty three on base percentage. Um. On a Cal team that wasn't very good. Like they weren't bad. They were like a an average, maybe slightly above average power five team. Um I think they were like 35 and 21 last year or something like that. 35, 21, and one. Mm. But yeah, I mean overall, obviously a pretty yeah, like the wins is a, pretty solid. They're a solid team, but they're comparable to other other teams that got left out, like group of five teams. Yeah. Like like South Florida, I think. Florida Atlantic. Like teams that put up forty plus wins. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't think Cal deserved to 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 go. But that being said, they did. And from an offensive standpoint, like they were, they were pretty good. They weren't bad. They hit a lot of home runs as yeah. a team. So, but Tatum Auto is one that drew my, drew my eye. Want to keep an eye on. Um, and obviously, you have the transfer from Indiana and Taryn Kern, who we've talked about time and time again. 
because she's is just... a robot, actually. Yeah. She she's actually one of those people. Uh, what's that that creator movie where you see the people wearing the fake faces and whatnot walking yeah, around? That's, yeah, yeah. She's actually she's part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we already talked about her, and I just feel like every time I see her name, just as I feel like with Valerie Cagle and Jordy Ball, I'm just simply just. It's just like jaw dropping. How does one put up twenty three home runs in one season? She put up over a hundred and thirty runs. Like she was responsible for a hundred and thirty runs by herself. <laughs> it's just sixty eight RBIs and sixty eight runs scored, and got on base almost sixty percent of the time. Like, who does that? Uh, I think the answer you're looking for is Taryn Curtin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just insane. In her freshman year, another yeah. another one that was like Najee Candy, who's a freshman and putting up just crazy numbers. Yeah, she was she was a competitor against Najee Kennedy for that NC NC NFCA um freshman of the year she was a, a top three finalist for it and Audrey yeah. Kennedy obviously she won it but I mean how big 10 freshman of the year big 10 player of the year yeah I mean all American what did what I, did she not get I would I would have loved to have been in the room for that that vote because you know it came down to those two. Oh yeah Absolutely. And you're having a way because one is super strong offensively and the other one doesn't do offense. Yeah, so you're comparing two completely different sides of the ball. Maybe they should consider changing it to like a national (laughs) offensive freshman of the year, national defensive freshman of the year. Well, I mean, when you're talking – if you did it like that, then you would have to – you go, okay, well, with defense, like that's why the gold glove goes to every position. Position. Yeah. That makes sense. So. But, yeah, I mean, you're not comparing apples to apples there. You're comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. So. But that being said, like, it's understandable why Najee Kennedy won because mm-hmm. – a point five seven ERA in Division One softball. That's as a freshman. That's nut. That's a yeah. That's unheard of. Nobody does that. No. Like and and the other thing is Najee Candy's having a pitch against you know nine different hitters every single time she pitches. Taryn Kern's mm-hmm. only got a hit off of one, maybe, maybe would say probably. Max three three pitchers a game. Yeah. So, but that being said, Stanford's got a good, of, yeah, <laughs> good chance of not finishing fourth in the conference this year. I feel like. Yeah, I mean it's when you add a Taryn Kern to your lineup. And you have a pitcher in Najee Kennedy who says, "Hey, just give me one." Probably going to win a lot of ball games. And you got Taryn Kern that's just like, "Okay, here you go, home run for yeah. you." <laughs> Dink. See ya. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I would expect Stanford to be better this year than they were last year. Yeah, and they weren't so. even bad last year. That's they had almost fifty wins. Yeah. Yeah. Two, they're like some of the smartest individuals in on the planet. Yeah. Stanford's not easy to get into. That's probably how they figured out how to, you know, be as good as they are. They just look at statistics and analytics of the game and yeah, just yeah, use physics just like, to calculate. Yeah. Najri <laughs> Kennedy's like, mm, if I throw this drop ball right here. 
she, her swing projection is going to be at seven degrees. Max velocity of this. <laughs> <laughs> My face won't get broken in half because she can only hit it, I don't know, 50 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So now moving into our sleepers. I, I like my sleeper pick, but at the same time I don't, and I'll I'll tell you why after after we three two one it. I don't think I like my sleeper pick, but then I look at it and I'm like I don't know who else I would have chosen, and it's a it's a sleeper for sure. Hmm. Okay. Well, you want a three two one it? Yep. All right, three, two, one. Arizona. You didn't say what? yours. <laughs> really? Yes. Let's go. Yeah. So, like, I really like my sleeper pick because Arizona finished second to last last year. Yeah, second to last. Second um, to last. I really, really like Arizona as a sleeper because obviously after you finish second to last, like people are going to sleep on you. But Arizona has been really, really good in recent history. I think last year was kind of just a fluke. Yeah, I... I actually put in my notes part of the reason for why I picked them was because of their past. Cause they were a team that popped up in the college in the women's college world series almost every single season. Yeah. And their coach, who's their who's their coach? Oh my god. I think last last Carta. year was her first, no. first year. Yeah, last year was her first year. Yeah, she's that's not it's not thinking of somebody completely different. Let's see. Um, this is gonna drive me nuts. Who's her? Do you know who their coach is off the top of your head? I can't remember her name, but I know last year was her first year. Yeah, and I read a couple of things about uh, her, like coaching, not necessarily tactic, but um, like what she tends to focus on more because that's mm -hmm. how she was coached, which yeah. obviously makes sense. Um. And I think it said that she focuses more on Caitlin Lowe. Thank you. Got it. Um, she doesn't tend to focus on pitching, I'm pretty sure. And she focuses a lot on defense, obviously, as most teams do. But um, I, I said it, I said it last. Two episodes ago, when we talk about the Big Ten, if your circle sucks, it doesn't matter what you do offensively. Yeah, and that's why I think they weren't super productive throughout the season because their their circle circle posted a four point three six ERA. Yeah, that's awful. That's, that's brutal. Garbage. Yeah. Hot. Garbage. But then you turn around and they're and as a team they fielded nine eighty five. Yeah. So D your your defense can't field home runs though. Right. They can't field freaking line shots to the gaps and double after double after double. They can, however, field pop flies and roll over ground balls. Right. So and I truly believe the pitching's what got them last year. Oh yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. I mean they're they're returning all but one from last year's starting lineup. They got Ali Skaggs, who was a utility player last year. Won a gold glove last year, batted three thirty eight. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, batted three. She's a career three thirty eight hitter with forty three home runs. So like, she, you know, she's gonna friggin' drop some tanks for you. She's gonna drive in some runs. Uh, they got Devin Nets, who was a two way player for him last year. Um, more, more importantly, she did really good at the plate. She was. A 303 hitter with 13 home runs and 40 RBIs. Um, pitching wise, like we were saying, like you you can't you, you can't, can't have a 436 ERA. Yeah, you can't have a team 436 ERA, and her ERA was a a 388, and that was their ace. 
Yeah. So. So then gotta, that leads me. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, you got to figure out the circle. You have to yeah. figure out the circle. Devin Nets is your ace. No, Devin gotta... Nets is an infielder, and somebody else is going to have to step up. Yeah, so that brings up – they're bringing on, I believe, two pitchers. And they're bringing in the California Gatorade Player of the Year. She's a pitcher, Ryan Maddox. She had a 21-1 record with a .64 ERA, 281 yep. strikeouts in 152 innings, only allowed yep. 65 hits. So, I mean, I'm thinking she's obviously going to have an impact – and yeah. then they bring and in. And then they bring their, in Ohio's Gatorade player, yeah. Brooke, and Brooke Mannon, who yeah. was a career three, 36 and one in high school with a 0.33 ERA. Yeah, very similar to Ryan Maddox. Like, I would expect both those girls to be in the circle day one. Devin Nets is an infielder now. She's not going to touch the circle yeah. unless she, she's, absolutely a, she's a midweek. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a just in case. She's, yeah. she's in the, she's coming from the bullpen. Yeah. Um, but not only that, so they batted 329 as a team. That was second in conference. They were tied for third in conference with for home runs. They hit 65 home runs. They scored the most runs in the entire conference, even more than UCLA at 371. They had the highest on base percentage in the conference at 416 as a team. They had the best fielding percentage in the conference, like you said, is 985. And now you're talking about the addition of these two freshmen, uh, these two freshman pitchers who are now going to be under a a new pitching coach in Christian Conrad, who comes Mm -hmm. from Loyola Marymount. And during his time at Loyola Marymount at LMU, the last two seasons, his girls posted a sub three ERA, his pitching staff posted sub three ERA three ERAs. So I would imagine, and you're talking about an LA, an LMU team who made it to regionals last year. So they were pretty solid. Um, but they're a mid-major team. They don't have the the workhorses in the circle that these power five schools have. Right. So your, your, your expectation here is for Christian Conrad to come in, take over the pitching staff and you see, the pitching that you should see out of an Arizona team. Yeah. Pull the ERA and, down, develop your two young freshman pitchers. And- yeah. And, and and this, this guy's, this guy's not like, obviously just in his time at LMU, like you can tell he knows what he's doing, but like he spent time working under Mike white at Texas and Lolly, Lonnie Alameda at Florida state. So love Lonnie. And Alameda. He's, he's also worked with, um, with pitchers, from athletes or like he's also worked with athletes unlimited for a a small stint um but yeah like you you expect this dude to come in and just like turn completely turn around this pitching staff yeah develop 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 drill (laughs) fix them and arizona comes out firing and i don't predict that they're finishing second in the conference second to last in the conference oh yeah no no shot um with that being said um so our sleeper both of our sleepers Arizona and having ran through all of that who do you think wins the Pac-12 you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say we might be on the same page I don't think so I'm still picking UCLA that's who yeah that's who I've written down okay I'm still okay so they had a bad crappy latter half of the season they're still freaking dominant. Yeah, they're still UCLA. Yeah. Like, my only hesitation with that is you lost your one-two punch in the circle. And like I just said, if your circle sucks, it doesn't matter, no matter what you what do what offensively. You do. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it doesn't matter if you have the best defensive team. It doesn't matter if you have the best offensive team. If your circle sucks – there's not a lot you can do. You're 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 not gonna be able to to sustain out hitting everybody. 
Because if you can't get off the field and get in the dugout, so you can hit, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but I'm still rocking with them. I still, I think, yeah, I mean, figure it out. They got one heck of a head coach that (laughs) definitely is going to fix some things and make sure that what happened last year doesn't happen again. Yeah. But I, I mean, I I imagine UCLA, like we were talking about earlier, comes out with a chip on their shoulder, and they're just like, "No, nah, what happened last year is not happening again this year." Yeah, I I I, I would say putting up a fifty-two and seven record is probably not going to happen again. No, I think it'll be more like a forty-eight and eleven. Or something like I that. I say for sure over 45. Over 45 wins. But for sure. I would I would not be surprised at all. Because my hot take today. Uh, I would not be surprised to see Arizona giving them a run for their money because Arizona is freaking back. Arizona's back. Oh yeah. Like Washington, and I can't wait to watch them. Washington, see you. Yeah, they're not. I'm moving on from my number one pick, and my number two pick is not Washington, nor is yeah, Washington like, my number three pick. Nope. <laughs> or my four. I, I, I think UCLA is probably going to win it, but I would not be surprised to see an Arizona, UCLA, Utah. I'm thinking <laughs> UCLA, Stanford, Arizona, Utah. Yeah, I mean, I can, I I like <laughs> I like Stanford in that mix too, but I don't. Either way, those four, UCLA, Stanford, Arizona, and Utah, those are my top. That that's the top four. I don't know what order it's going to be in. That's my top four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, shoot, with with Taryn Curran in the mix now, like Utah might. They already Utah. posted better numbers than Utah offensively, didn't they? Stanford? No, they didn't. No. Their pitching staff. It's okay. Was, Taryn Karen will. Their, their pitching. <laughs> Stanford's pitching staff was exponentially better than Utah, so. Yeah. You know, so. I, I feel like I could predict the whole Pac 12, actually. All right, I'm going. UCLA, Stanford, Arizona, Utah, Oregon, no, Washington, Oregon, and then California, Oregon State, Arizona State. That's my prediction. Out of my top four, I'm feeling like I have a good chance of getting one of them right. You think with everything that Washington lost that they're still going to be better than Oregon this year? I don't know. That one's really – that's a toss-up. That's why I said Oregon-Washington, and I said Washington-Oregon. I'm feeling right on the edge of that one. I'm not sure. Yeah, kind of like the college football playoffs right now. Right, they're going to face each other again next week in conference championship. Lose-lose for me, that's for sure. Hey, whatever. Arizona's back. That's all I care about. <laughs> right. All right. I think that'll do it for this episode. 